Welcome to Girlfriends Pray, a prayer ministry for women, where our mission is to bring more women closer to God through prayer. We invite you to follow us on all social media platforms at Girlfriends Pray, including our new podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please rate us five stars to help our podcast gain more visibility. Visit our webpage, www.girlfriendspray.org, for all things Girlfriends Pray. On our website, you can partner with us in our vision to bring one million women closer to God through prayer by clicking Donate for a one-time gift or a reoccurring gift. Also, you can join our National Ambassador Team by emailing recruiting at girlfriendspray.org. Do you have a specific prayer? Email us at pray at girlfriendspray.org where our intercessors will stand with you through faith. We bless God for you. And remember, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17 says to pray without ceasing. God bless you. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. It is always an honor and a privilege to be able to share on Girlfriends Pray, and I'm excited uh, during this men's month and this first Friday to share, uh, not only with the women, but with the brothers that are on the line. And I believe that there is um, a word out of Judges, the second chapter, verses 7 through 11 and verse 16, but the Bible declares, people served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. They buried him in the land of his inheritance at Timnath Heres, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. After that, whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors. Another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Then the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and served the Baals. Verse 16 says, Then the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hands of these raiders. Now, I've been on this uh, kick. Dr. Tony Evans out of Dallas, he came out with a documentary called Kingdom Men Rising, um, and we rented out a theater and shared the documentary um, here in the city of Indianapolis. And for the month of June, that's what we've been focusing on. We've been focusing on um, helping men to become kingdom men, defining what it is and taking some practical, applicable, portable steps in becoming a kingdom man. First of all, just defining it, what is a kingdom man? A kingdom man is a man who is submitted to the king that made him a man. That he doesn't serve the trinity of the world, which is me, myself, and I, but he seeks the trinity of the word, which is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He seeks the way of God. He submitted to the word of God. And he surrenders to the will of God. That a kingdom man is a man who visibly demonstrates the comprehensive rule of God underneath the lordship of Jesus Christ in every area of his life. He is totally sold out to God. He totally submits himself unto his agenda. And he is not only, not only is God his Savior, but God is his Lord. That He uh, allows God to lord over him, and he is ruled and governed 
by the principles that are found in the Word of God. And it is important to know that God is calling us to be kingdom men. And even, I know this is girlfriend's friend, but God is calling you to be a kingdom woman, to be somebody who was who, who seeks not the trinity of yourself, but seeks the trinity of the word, to be a woman who seeks the way of God and submits to the word of God and surrenders to the will of God, that you are totally under the rulership of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, and of God. This particular scripture, I love it because it really teaches us three valuable lessons or it gives us three characteristics of a kingdom man. I want to be inclusive. So when you hear kingdom man, just also translate it into kingdom woman as well. But three very powerful principles that I believe will be a blessing to you. And the first one is the fact that a kingdom man impacts. A kingdom man, he, he is a man uh, of impact. And he is a man who impacts. Joshua, when you look at this particular text, it talks about uh, how the people serve the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. That Joshua was a man of impact. The impact is to influence greatly and effect significantly. And when you look at the life of Joshua, Joshua had impact. That Joshua, oftentimes known as uh, Moses' second in command, he takes over and leads the Israelites into the promised land <clears throat> after Moses passes away. That Joshua, he's considered one of the, the, the Bible's greatest military leaders for leading the seven-year conquest of the promised land. He's often held up as a model of leadership. Uh, when it comes to to leadership period throughout the Bible, that he was a man of impact, that he had a, a, a magnificent impact during his lifetime. That the Bible talks about when 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 Moses was in the particular battle where he was holding up his arms and they would get the victory, but he would lower them. The Bible says that Aaron and Hur held up his arms, and and when they did that, it talks about how Joshua was able to get the victory uh, during the battle. Impact that when they spied out the land, Joshua was one of two spies who came back with a favorable report, believing that they were well able to take over the land, impact, that he led them into the promised land. They won battle after battle. It was Joshua who said these famous words, if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He had great success. He had a major impact on his people. He walked in his call and he fulfilled his commission. He served his purpose. He maximized his potential. He satisfied the mandate of the mission that was on his life. Then as a kingdom man, as a kingdom woman, God wants you to walk in your calling, fulfill your commission, serve your purpose, maximize your potential, satisfy the mandate and the mission that is on your life. God wants you to have impact to greatly influence and effectively uh, be effectively significant in all that you do. He was a man of impact, a king of man will impact. You will impact your generation. You will impact your family. You will impact those who are around you. You will impact your circle 
uh, of influence. You're going to impact your children. You're going to you're going to have uh, impact wherever you go when you are kingdom minded. The goal is to have impact, to make your minutes and your moments and your moves matter. That <laughs> you just don't wake up and go through the day all willy-nilly. So you get up with a sense of purpose. You get up with intentionality. You get up, and there's a strategy to your day. There's a strategy to your life. A kingdom man, a kingdom woman, you move in such a way or you live in such a way to where you make all of your minutes and your moments and your move. they significantly matter because you are living a life of impact. And this is a good opportunity for you to pause for the cause and just ask yourself, what type of impact am I having in my life? How am I impacting those that are around me? Because this is the reality, that either your impact is going to be constructive or it's going to be destructive. Either it's going to be positive or it's going to be negative. Either your impact is going to be helpful or is going to be harmful. And God is calling you to be a person of impact. How are you impacting the people that God has blessed you to be around? Um, understand the Bible talks about how you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You are the ambassador of Christ. The Bible says, uh, let your light shine so that people may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. And no matter uh, no matter where you are, no matter what you do for a living, you can live a life of impact. I was telling somebody the other day that um, I am a barber by trade. Uh, thank God I, I enjoy the best of both worlds because not only do I have a trade, but I also have a degree, and I push both equally. Um, but I'm a barber by trade. <laughs> Looking back, as I transitioned out, um, of that particular field, uh, I come to realize that, you know, that that season of my life, it was never about the income. It was always about the outcome, right? That, of course, I'm in it. I'm making money. I got to pay bills. I got to do this. I got to make a living. But it wasn't about the income. It was about the outcome. That that, that was my first platform. That was my first pulpit. That was my first opportunity to impact others in a significant way. And as I transitioned out of the field, the stories, watch this, it wasn't about, man, I love the way you cut. Now, don't get me wrong now. I'm one of the best in the business, but it wasn't. Now, I remember that one time you cut my hair. I remember that one time, man, when you got me right. Now, those were not the stories that came forward. It was it was the mother it was the mother who was saying I, I remember when uh, I was pregnant with twins and 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 they, they were born prematurely and the one died and the other one lived and to this day you've cut his hair he's in middle school but you came and you did the service uh, for my twin that died or, or or it was it was the one story of I, I remember. You know, you, you, my barber, you've seen on Facebook that my father uh, was in the hospital dying, and you came out to the hospital, and, and you were there with us as he transitioned. Or it was, it was man, I was going through a real rough time, and, 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 and as I talked to you in the chair, 
you know, I remember you prayed me through the situation and you said I could text you whenever I was having issues and you really helped me to navigate through, you know, that season. Or, hey, I, I, I remember when I was I was laid off and I was having a tough time and, and, you, and you cut my hair, man, for three months and you didn't charge me a thing. Or to the other individual who almost died in the hospital, and he said, man, it was nothing but a miracle that brought me back. And I remember you came out to the hospital, and you cut my hair and ministered to me. Y'all, it's not about the income. It's about the outcome. I'm not saying don't put yourself in a position to where you don't, you know, you, you broke. But, but, but it's, it's about impact. It's about impact, not how did he die, but how did he live. Not what did he gain, but what did he give. These are the measures that will merit the worth of a man or a woman, regardless of birth. Not had you a station, but had you a part. Part, and how did you play your God-given part? Not what the line in the newspaper say, but how many were sad that you passed away. Not how did you die, but how did you live? And when you left, the question is, what did you leave? Y'all, legacy. It's not what you leave to somebody, but it's what you leave in somebody. And God is calling us. You're going to be a kingdom man. You're going to be a kingdom woman. You have to live a life of impact. And it's a great opportunity for you to begin to assess how am I impacting those around me? How am I impacting the organization that I am a part of? How am I impacting the friends that I have? How am I impacting the ministry of the business um, that, that I'm in, the church that I'm at? How am I, am I being impactful in my workplace? Am I living a life of impact? Because people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel, impact. Not only in the text do I see impact, a kingdom man impacts, but a kingdom man also, he imparts. This text talks about how everybody in Joshua's generation, they knew Joshua and the works that God did. But when you get down to verse 10, it says, after that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Now, understand that a kingdom man, not only does he impact, but he imparts. That Joshua, he imparted his wisdom and knowledge into his generation. But after Joshua passed away, after that whole generation passed away, the Bible says that there arose a generation who knew nothing about the Lord, nor what the Lord had done. And i tell you what happened. Somebody dropped the ball that somebody failed to pass the baton, somebody, they failed to impart to others what had been imparted to them. And as a result, a generation grew up who knew nothing about the Lord or nothing what he did for Israel. That if you're going to be a kingdom man or a kingdom woman, not only do you impact, but you strive to impart. You strive to give to others what has been given to you, that you have to impart unto others, that you have to, in a sense, pass the baton to the next generation. And it is important, you know, they say charity starts at home. It is important that we are imparting, that, we are, that this impartation is taking place 
in our very own homes. It is important that we are imparting our wisdom, our knowledge, everything that we have uh, into our children. It is important that, that whatever we are a part of, that we are raising up somebody else. Paul had Timothy and Elijah had Elisha, and Jesus had the disciples, and those relationships were strategic because Jesus and Paul and Elijah had got to a point in their life where they had to, they started to impart everything they had into somebody else because they understood that their time was limited. And if it was going to continue, if the blessings of God, if the miracle, if the anointing of God, if the mantle of God was going to, 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 to be able to still be affected, it had to be passed down to somebody else because the kingdom man will impart. Uh, it is so very important because we were raised in a generation. It was, it was funny. I went to pick up my mother from Mississippi who was celebrating her 50th class reunion this past weekend, and I went and picked her up, and I took my kids with me. And, of course, I mean, it's 2019. They have electronic devices, and for the entire time, they're on their devices. And I started to reflect back when I was in their, their age, in 13 and 10, and traveling to Mississippi, we just had Walkmans. We had Walkmans, and we had a limited amount of cassette tapes that we had to play. But that was the extent of our entertainment. Besides that, we would color, we would write, we would read, we would sing songs. That was the extent. And and this is what I'm afraid. I'm afraid that we're we're raising a generation that that loves to be entertained, but they they don't like to be enlightened. That that they love to be entertained, but don't like to be enlightened. That but we can allow this generation to get on Facebook, but make it optional when it comes to putting their face in the book. That that we're raising a generation where parents will allow their kids to get tatted, to get tattoos, and I'm not judging, but it's amazing that we will allow them to get tattoos, but we won't force them to get a tutor. That That is a generation that they can rap, but they can't read. It's that they know how to milly rock, but they don't know that Jesus is the rock. That they know how to wobble, but they don't know how to worship. That, that, look. We can't we can't raise a generation where we where we let them play Fortnite, but we don't make them pray at night. Yeah, I'm talking about the importance of imparting, imparting that a kingdom man, a kingdom woman, we will impart that we have to impart our wisdom and our knowledge and our expertise, our information, our experiences, our trials, our triumphs our victories, our valleys, our failures, our successes, we have to pass the baton to the next generation so not only do they know the Lord, but they also know the things that the Lord has done, that we begin to tell them through oral tradition what he has done in our life, how God made a way, how God made a difference. We have to get to the point that not only do we impact as kingdom men, and kingdom woman, but we also impart. I'm about to pray. This is the last one. The kingdom man also impacts. He imparts, but he also improves. That the Bible, this particular passage talks about how uh, they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They did whatever they wanted to do, 
Um, but verse 16 talks about how God began to raise up judges to lead them and to guide them and to deliver them from the raiders and the people um, that were holding them captive, that even in a generation where everybody did evil in the eyesight of God, that God would begin to raise up people who raised up the standard, that not everybody conformed to what was going on in society, but there were people that God could raise up, people who refused to be like everybody else, people who had a desire to be a kingdom man and a kingdom woman, Deborah, the only female judge in Israel, that God began to raise up uh, kingdom individuals who had a desire to improve who had a desire to, to, to bump the status quo, who had a desire not to conform to the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of their mind. Because a kingdom man, a kingdom woman, they won't operate in radical individualism. No, they will. They will not reject the standard of God, but they have the mindset, i got to get better. And that has to be our mindset today. That day by day in every way I'm getting better and better in God. That if you're going to be all that God desires for you to be, that you have to live a life where you are constantly seeking how to improve, how to get better, how to allow God to take you to the next level, how to allow God to take you from faith to faith and to glory to glory. Develop a mindset that says, I got to get better. Kingdom man, he impacts. Kingdom man, he imparts. And the kingdom man, he improves. Father God, we thank you so much. We love you. We honor you. We magnify you. We glorify you. For there is none like you in all the earth. We thank you for this opportunity to assemble together, Father God, to not only hear a word or a devotion from you, Father God, but we thank you for the opportunity to be able to seek your face and to pray. Father God, we thank you for the power of prayer. We thank you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you that prayer, it invites you into the midst of our situation. Not only does it invite you into our situation, Father God, but it ignites your peace. It ignites your power. And, Father God, we pray right now, Father God, that you will be a God in the midst of this conference call. Father God, we seek your face and we worship you because you are God and God alone. You sit high, you look low, you rule over the affairs of men. And Father God, we're so grateful and thankful to have this opportunity to bow before your throne. Father God, we come humbly and boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy, Father God, to obtain favor in our time of need. Father God, we seek your face right now and we worship you. We magnify you. We adore you. We glorify you because you are God and God alone. Father God, we ask that you forgive us for sins, the flaws, the faults, the shortcomings, things that we've done and said and thought that have not been pleasing unto you. Lord, we're not foolish enough to think that we've dotted every I nor crossed every T. Lord, we have made some mistakes. We have fallen short of the glory. We have missed the mark. And, Father God, we thank you for forgiveness. For you said in your word that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And more than anything, Father God, we pray right now that you will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We thank you for the blood 
that washes away our sins. We pray that you will search our hearts and create in us a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within. Father God, we want to be more like you and pray to begin to change us and transform us into the image of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father God, we come to you thanking you for all that you've done for us, for every door you've opened, for every way you made. Father God, we thank you on today. We thank you, Father God, for every mountain you brought us over, every valley you saw us through. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for being a, a very present help in the time of trouble. We thank you for watching over us. We thank you for protecting us. Father God, we thank you for leading and guiding us. Uh, we thank you for allowing us to get to the place where we are now. We know if it had not been for you on our side, that we never would have made it. We know, Father God, where our help comes from. It comes from you, Father God. We will continue to look into the hills from which cometh our help. Pray, Father God, that you just continue to keep your hand upon us. Father God, now, Lord, we pray that you will just continue to empower your people, that you will empower us to be all that you desire for us to be. Lord, I pray that you will search our hearts. Father God, see what we stand in the need of, and I pray that you will supply it according to your riches and glory. Lord, we pray that you will do what only you can do in the midst of our life. Lord, we pray that you will be a need meter. We pray that you will be a mind fixer, a heart regulator. Father God, we pray that you will meet us, Father God, exactly where we are, that you will minister to us, Father God, exactly where we are, that you will do a new thing in our life, do a new thing in our hearts, Father God. We are totally surrendered unto you. Father God, we pray on today that you will enable us to be uh, kingdom men, that you will empower us to be kingdom women, that you will help us to live a life of impact. Father God, that you will help us to live a life where we impart. Father God, I pray that you will give us a mindset and the desire to improve. Help us to maximize our time and our potential here in the earth realm. Father God, help us to make our minutes, our moments, and every move to matter. Help us to further the kingdom in a way, Father God, where you will be pleased and you will be able to say, well done, my good and faithful servants. Father God, give us strength. Give us courage. Give us hope as only you can. We thank you in advance for what you are going to do. Father God, it is in the mighty, the marvelous, the matchless, miraculous, magnificent name of Jesus Christ we do pray. And all the children of God said amen, amen, and amen. Hey there, greatness. Girlfriend's Prey is on a national tour, and our next stop is one you won't want to miss. You're invited to a special trip to attend the Girlfriend's Prey Sunshine Brunch in Norfolk, Virginia on June 15th. Dress code, sundresses and sandals. Get there by plane, train, or automobile to spend a weekend away with your girlfriends. Please visit our website, www.girlfriendsprey.org, for tickets today.